Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. At each stage of your career, really what's most important is your ability to generate revenue through the billable hour. In order to succeed, you need to work long hours. But the key to survival in all of these firms is your ability to generate work in billable hours. That's more complicated than that typically given to junior associates. And so their billing rates are lower and really the mid-level associates where it's at. They're the most marketable. They're always the best candidates for for moving because they offer a lot of advantage. Other types of candidates do not offer law firms. They also know what they're doing. They can be assigned work without being threatening to partners most of the time, meaning they and they also are not threatening to senior associates, so they can be hired laterally. And and they're not their billing rates are high enough that it doesn't threaten that doesn't threaten partners, which I'll explain in a minute. And again, here's some billing rates, just some examples of billing rates. Again, you can see here that third year might be $235 an hour compared to the first year. So it's just a little bit higher. But then you go here and you can see as these rates get higher, the difference between the mid-level and the partner is pretty significant compared to the seventh year of counsel. And the billing cost for mid-level associates, meaning your third through fifth year, it's not as threatening to the client as the billing rates start to be as they get as the attorney gets more senior. And so the mid-level associate is also many and quite effective and also often just as effective as a partner in terms of the work they do. So this is just an example right here of a hundred thousand dollar matter the partner of the firm brings in and here's how the billing might be divided up. The attorney might receive 50, 15% of uh, the billings of the matter generated, meaning so if the partner has $100,000 in billing, they'll get 15% of the billings other people do. But if they do it individually, they'll get 30% and then another maybe 55% of that go to overhead. I hope this makes sense. So partner brings in a $100,000 matter and they are able to get 30% of the work that they do, meaning they do they get 30% of the work that they do or 15% of the billings of, an, of someone else doing the work. So you can see they make more money when they do the work themselves. I hope that just makes sense. And this is how it works in most firms that every firm has different matters that they compensate people. But under this particular model, um, and they're all different, the partner is compensated most highly for the matters they work on themselves. And then they're compensated much less for the work that they give others to do on their matters. And the partner obviously has more incentive to do the work themselves, but they also have to please the client. So the partner, they don't want to do too much work because um, if they spend a lot of the time themselves, and you know, then it doesn't look as good. So every type of work they get will be different. Some work may require the partner to do all the work themselves, but for the most part, in order to hold on to clients, the partner wants to give others in the firm work to do. And the reason for that is, is that because the, they don't want to price their services too high. Because if they do that, the clients will go elsewhere. But if they don't price your service high enough, then they'll lose money. So the partner is really needs to find a balance. And having the mid-level associate do work means that a lot of the work that the partner might normally bill out is done at a lower cost and that saves the client money and is good for the client. Whereas, and then the, and then the more sophisticated work, the partner um, can do themselves. And so law firms, really mid-level associates, just understanding the idea that if a partner is, if a mid-level associate is doing the work, what's more likely to happen is a work can be done, a higher work that would normally cost a lot more can be done in a very economically efficient way.
And then you get to the senior associate. And the senior associate can be very dangerous for a lot of law firms. Senior associates may have six years, sometimes it'd be eight or nine, but they have more experience. And as a senior associate level, most attorneys know exactly what they're doing. Their legal knowledge might be as good as, or at least comparable to partners, but there's not really as much demand in the marketplace for senior associate. Senior associates, and this is largely due to the operation of law firm economics, and then I'll explain that in a minute. The reason that the senior associate is a problem is because a lot of times the billing rate of the senior associate will approach that of a partner. So you can see if a partner is required to bill a certain number of hours, then they're unlikely to give work to senior associates because the billing rates are very close. And it's going to cut in to the partner to how much money the partner makes. Again, if a partner does, if a partner's billing rates, I just want you to understand this. Say the partner bills at $1,000 an hour. If the partner does the work themselves, they might make 30% of that, which is 300. If they give work of that complexity to a senior associate and the senior associate's work maybe bills out at $900 an hour, the partner only makes like 100 and what is it, $140 or something. So the partner and the client would much prefer to have the partner do the work than the senior associate. Unless the firm has a great deal of work coming in from clients that are ready to pay large hourly rates, partners would often much rather do the work themselves than give it to a senior associate because it looks better having the partner do the work. Partners also make more money. So again, partners can only do so much work on their own matters without upsetting the client. The partner wants to make the client feel like the client's getting a good deal. So it's staffing junior associates and mid-level associates. But when you start staffing a senior associate on matters, many times the partner's not making as much money and the client would often rather have the partner do it. So senior associates, it becomes very difficult for them to get work many times to survive. In order for there to be a lot of work for senior associates, a law firm needs to have a lot of work that can be billed out at high hourly rates. It must have, it needs to have usually like large institutional clients or people that will pay for it. And even if the law firm doesn't have that type of work, the presence of a senior associate is going to create pressure on partners to generate work to give to these senior associates, which I hope makes sense. The senior associates that are the best at getting work are going to have the highest billable hours and most likely to survive inside of a law firm. So if you're doing really good work as a senior associate, if the clients like you and want you to work on matters, if the partners like you and want you to work on matters, and then you're going to be in good shape. But most of the time, because it's costing the partners a lot of money to give you work, you have to be doing very good work if you're going to be able to survive as a senior associate. And it's often because of the high billing rates of senior associates in a lot of large law firms start having to generate their own clients, meaning you start getting a lot of pressure when you become a senior associate to either to make partner or to start getting your own client. And if you're able to generate a lot of work, meaning you're able to get work from partners or you're able to get work from outside clients, then you're going to be considered for a partner or counsel position, but you need to be able to do that. And if you can generate work points, the law firm is going to ask you to leave. The partners don't want to give you work because it's too costly for them. If the clients would rather have the partners do the work than you, that's a problem as well. And it's very important to understand that as a junior associate, you have the luxury of working all these hours and being liked and evaluated that way. As a mid-level associate, you're very much in demand, but as a senior associate, it becomes much much harder because of the economic pressures, because your billing rates start approaching those of partners and partners don't make as much money when they give you the work to do. And also the clients would often prefer to have the partners do the work as opposed to the senior associates. So there, there becomes a lot of pressure as you get more senior to get work and it becomes much harder to stay employed. And it's one of the hardest points in your career. Most senior associates would often much prefer to be mid-level to junior associates. Again, most partners would actually prefer to be, would love to go back to a situation where they're getting work. But it's also important to understand from a 
the perspective of how you're evaluated at each stage. You're going to be evaluated as a associate differently from stage to stage. So the junior associate kind of overwhelming way that they're evaluated is they're told their work's not good and to make them work, do better work. They're told that they're given the impression that they need to work harder on things to get their hours up. After a couple of years of that, as they get more competent, their reviews start to get very good and they start to be told that they're doing much better work. And so as they're told they're doing better work, then made to feel good. So the mid-level associate, they start saying things like you're on the right track. Everybody really appreciates the work you're doing and because you suddenly are profitable and you're working and you've learned the way to work effectively. And then when you become a senior associate, if the law firm has a lot of senior level work, then you may get good, be getting good reviews. But most of the time, the reviews will start not being as positive, meaning you may not be told as much positive news and you may not feel like you're really doing as good of a job as you might've thought when you were a mid-level associate. Things start to get cold again. And so you have a good period when you're younger. And then as you get more senior, things get a little scarier. And then the next one, of course, is the partner and counsel level attorneys. A lot of partners will always say that they wish that they were associates again, because there, there's so many different stresses that partners experience from an economic standpoint. Most successful partners, of course, like being like what they're doing, but at the partner level, the responsibility is really to continue to do good legal work, but also to continue to get work, whether it's from other partners or outside clients. And the partner's also expected to, to feed other people as well if they're bringing in work, meaning give work to junior to senior associates at the largest firms as well. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. So that's the, the job of the partners. And the partners really, as you can see, their job is really to bring in work. So let's talk about what all this means for your career. At each stage of your career, really what's most important is your ability to generate revenue through the billable hour. And it's really much harder than it may first appear. As a law clerk and associate or summer associate, you're going to be evaluated based upon your work product and how much people like you. But you're also going to be evaluated based on that you show promise to work under the law firm's economic engine. And I've seen when I see people not get offers, most often it's because they didn't fit in with the firm's economic model. Now, there's a lot of reasons for not getting offers. I'm not saying these are the only reasons. Sometimes people behave inappropriately. Sometimes they just aren't a good fit for the firm for a lot of reasons. But the biggest mistake you can make when you're young as a summer associate or junior associate is telling people that certain work doesn't need to be done or take on projects without a lot of enthusiasm and not get excited about matters. At the junior associate level, your responsibility is really to do the work you're asked to do and to work as hard as you can on the work you are given. You just need to really go all out. And you really, this is the job. This is the only thing you have to give when you're young is you have certainly your knowledge and your legal knowledge, but it's the hours and the time you put into different matters is really the most important thing. And the culture of the law firm, the, when you see movies, when you hear about it in school, it's always young people working hard and new associates working hard. And this is what drives the economic engine. Law firms make a lot of money from junior associates working long hours. And in order to succeed, you need to work long hours. In most professions too, in the, for example, in the in the medical profession, they have residents and interns and things that are expected to work 48-hour shifts and, and all this sort of thing. And it's just how it works. In the academia, they have 
teacher's assistants or that are PhD students and that are teaching. And so all professions to some extent rely on people that are just starting out working very hard and long hours. And then when you get to be a mid-level associate, you're often given work because you can do the work efficiently. And in most cases, you can do it competently. And mid-level associates may be profitable to most law firms, but the real value is to the client is they can get the work done competently and at a reasonable price. And partners like them because their billing rate is low enough, they can really keep the cost of the work down. And to succeed as a mid-level associate, you need to be competent, but you also need to work very hard. And you also need to be able to get as much work as you possibly can to survive. Now, as a mid-level associate, it's often very easy to get work compared to a lot of a senior level associate because you suddenly can do the work. So whether it comes through other lawyers in the firm or work you generate on your own, you still need to be able to get as much work as you possibly can. And then, of course, senior associates, it's, it's very difficult. This is where you need to start thinking if you have the ability to bring in work on your own or also or if you can get work from others. And the same thing holds true for partners. It's interesting. I just most firms, the senior associates, they their ability to generate work, their, their skill at getting along with others, their skill at getting work from partners that have the work. This is the name of the game as they get more senior and, and they need to be very good at that. And it's just, it's a very hard time in every career and then also the partners as well in order to stay employed as a partner. You need to either be getting work from other people or be able to generate your own work. Regardless of the firm, the economic model is kind of the same. The importance is always to generate as much work as possible. When an attorney chooses the law firm they want to work for, the most important thing they really need to consider is whether or not they can move up the food chain with kind of their given sets of skills and workability. And in most cases, the only way it's possible is to just to get work. And so you really, unless you're billing hours and things, you, it's very difficult. And the best firms for most people that they believe, and law students believe this, lateral associates believe this, a lot of times junior associates believe this, they Everybody wants to work in the largest and most prestigious firms. These firms also have the highest salaries and often the most kind of fleshed out economic models. And a lot of times this may be the best choice for you or it may not. But the key to survival in all of these firms is your ability to generate work in billable hours. It's not, this is the whole economic model. For the larger the firm, the more important it is for you to generate work. And you need to generate work from associate or other attorneys in the firm. And at some point, if that doesn't work out for you, you need to generate it from clients as well. And you need to keep generating work. As a junior associate, it's extremely important that you have the ability to get as many hours as you possibly can. Can, which means you need to have a pleasing personality, you need to be able to work hard, you need to be enthusiastic. As a mid-level, it's the same thing. And as a senior associate, you need to be very competent, the kind of person that other people trust with work, someone that is also going to work lots of hours, someone that can get work from the clients as well as from the partners that are given to you. A lot of skill goes into your ability to generate work at that point in time and to do the best you possibly can. In the larger law firms, people like the larger law firms because as a young attorney, there's a lot of work to give you and it can work. But the, most law firms can only give you work if they have work to give you. If large law firms have massive clients, they're usually going to have a limited amount of work to give out at the partner associate and senior associate level, which is important to understand, meaning as you get more senior, it becomes much harder for you to get work, especially if you don't have business. A lot of what I talk about is about your ability to consistently generate business, consistently generate work, but you also need to be able to generate work in your own firm. And that means playing the game. That means networking with the partners in your own firm. It means doing the work the way they want it. it means making people that have the work like you. It means getting close to people with work. It means making clients like you and wanting to give you work. All these things are extremely important. 
And as a mid-level and junior associate, you have the benefit of being very attractive to give work to because of the way economic the economic model works. And you need to become as competent as possible and use those hours. It's actually not a bad thing being given tons of hours as a, a junior associate. The reason it's not a bad thing is it's helping you develop your skills and your abilities as an attorney. And as you're able to develop your skills and abilities as an attorney, you're more competent. You understand matters better. You have the ability to spot issues and other types of work that can be done. And that's good. As a senior associate, you have to be able to, and a partner, your goal is to continue working. And it's at this point that it's it, because it becomes very difficult that a lot of people will go in-house. People are no longer giving you work. Like it's, you have to actually fight for it. You have to figure out how to get work on your own because you're no longer as attractive to the firm to give work to. It's very important to realize that the more senior you get, the more difficult things are going to be for you if you don't get work, even in the largest firms. And so your options are either start generating business or get very close to partners that have a lot of work that you believe can continue giving you work and as you become a partner because if that doesn't happen then you're in trouble i can't tell you how many stories and how much pain people go through at the point of their careers where they start getting senior because people stop giving them work not because they don't like them but because the economic model doesn't encourage giving senior people work the partners would prefer to do it themselves or the clients would prefer them to it just becomes very difficult so at the point in your career where a lot of people become senior, a lot of people will go in-house or to smaller firms. And the reason a lot of people want to go in-house at this point in their career is because it's an escape from the competition to get work. And so it is an escape and it's a good escape. It's a way that you can escape this kind of endless competition of trying to get work is by going in-house or you can continue competing. Smaller firms often have lower billing rates, which means that the firms will often have clients. It's easier to get clients many times than in a large law firm. And so these matters can also be worked on by attorneys that are senior, lower billing rates, so that can help you as well. But so a lot of times people will go in-house or to smaller firms. And again, if your billing rates are lower in a large law firm, you can often attract your own clients. And a large law firm, sometimes they, because a large law firm's billing rates are so high, that may make it very difficult for people to bring in all but the largest clients. I've seen matters where partners were on the verge of losing their job and then all of a sudden brought in a huge client. I've seen people that were senior associates that were in the process of losing their jobs as well or being asked to move and bringing in large clients. And so people do it all the time in large firms, but it really is something that you need to be aware of that this pressure is going to build throughout your career. And it's for economic reasons that you need to continually be understanding the importance of generating your own book or getting close to people in your firm that have a lot of this work. And it should be top of mind. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today.
When I say top of mind, I mean that you should be working for partners in your firm if you're an associate that you believe have a lot of work and you should be watching them and seeing what you can do to get on their good side. You should be working with, if you're a mid-level associate, you should be working on matters and trying to develop an expertise where you believe you'll eventually be able to get clients. All these things are necessary for surviving in the law firm world. And a lot of times people will say, oh, it's too tough or I can't do it. And people figure it out. And, and just being aware like you are on this web right now, learning about these rules is very important. It's going to help you understand what the pressures are in the background. And I don't think that it is really that complex. You just need to know that every stage of the game, you need to be being able to work. You need to generate a lot of work when you're a junior associate, and you need to generate a lot of work when you're a mid-level associate, and then you need to generate a lot of work when you're a senior associate and also a partner. And that's what you need to figure out. How do I get work? How do I do it? Because people do it, but you need to be able to do that. And and, and if you can't get more work, then you're in trouble. And, and there's some firms where, by the way, no matter how hard you play the game, that it can be exceptionally difficult to ever get become a partner to get your own work, but people do it. And so you need to figure out how to do it. It's really the most important thing in the legal career and your legal career is understanding these economic models that are in the background all the time. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break. I'm glad we finally got this webinar done. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back. I do have leaving to the airport in a little bit, so I don't. I only have time for a couple of questions. And if there's more questions, I'll try to answer them as well next week. But I will be back in just one second. Thanks. All right, so I'm going to go to questions. Okay, so the first question is, let's see, how many billable hours do most law firms uh, require? So it depends on the law firm. But the thing about billable hours is typically the more hours you bill, the better off you're going to be. It's important to understand that the more hours that you bill in any firm, the more likely you are to be considered the most valuable associate. A lot of times, the larger firms, many require over 2,000 hours. Some law firms, even more than 2,500 hours is the norm, but it just all depends on the firm that you're trying to work in and often the market. So different markets also have different requirements. Different size firms often have different requirements. Sometimes the largest firms will have different requirements. It also can depend on your practice areas. So certain practice areas like tax or Patent oftentimes don't have anywhere near the crazy hours because the thought processes involved are people are doing the work are much more involved. So it really depends on the firm. But my advice is to want to have the reputation for being the hardest working associate wherever you are. And even partners are often expected to bill a lot of hours. And partners are often the ones that bill the most hours because they also are, need to be making a major contribution to the firm and its bottom line. Okay, the next question. See, what are the benefits can a law firm expect to see when investing in technology? That's an interesting question. It would be obviously more efficiency that can help the law firm with their ability to do things more efficient. Many times they can also build that stuff to their clients. Let's see, what are some of the best ways to handle the pressures of generating work in a large law firm? So I think that's an interesting question. And I, in terms of the generating work in a large law firm, so there's a couple of different ways to generate work in a large law firm. One is from the people inside the law firm and being put on matters inside the law firm. And then the other way to generate work inside a large law firm is to generate it externally. Typically, people are able to generate work externally only after they become an expert and have some special skills in a certain area. People that do very well at generating work in large law firms will do things like spend a lot of time 
time networking. They'll spend a lot of time going out and meeting people, but then they'll also do their best to network internally. I think one of the biggest problems of trying to network or trying to generate work in the largest law firms is really related to the ability to work internally. And so most people will spend all of their time and effort doing work inside of the firm and working for the firm's clients and not put time into generating work externally. And I think that's the biggest thing that ends up holding people back. So unless you can figure out how to generate work externally, it becomes very hard. The question is, how do you do that? I think most people that do it make a figure out just how to get into various groups and how to get into, how to get out there and how to be seen. And unless you're doing that, it's going to be very difficult to, to get work. So you need to be able to be out there and be seen. By being seen, I mean that you need to have the ability for people to recognize you as someone that's good in something. You need to have the ability to meet with potential clients. You need to have the ability to track down potential clients. You need to be someone that's seen as a good representative of your firm. You need to understand something about marketing. And and then you need to put in a lot of your time to also do that. A lot of times the people that are the best at this, they protect themselves on two different levels. One, they're very good at getting work internally inside their firm. And then the second thing that they're very good at is getting work, is putting time into getting work externally and being persistent. If you're continually trying to generate work internally, meaning all you're doing is trying to get work internally, you're fighting what is probably not a smart battle because you're never going to have any type of independence if you continue to do that. You need to put time into learning how to generate work externally. And by that, the people that are the best at it tend to be able to go out there, network, meaning they're able to find people that could potentially use their skills. They join groups. They they do all sorts of things and to enable themselves to, to get out there and be seen. And then they develop some sort of pitch. Like they have some sort of way of talking about their firm, of talking about the sort of work that they do that makes clients and other people potentially enthusiastic about them. And if you watch people do it and how they do it, it, it we're very good at it. They figure out how to pitch people. They figure out how to get interest in them. They just have a kind of a, a method to it. And that's what you need to figure out. If you don't figure that out, you're going to run into problems. I think one of the biggest things that I would recommend is you need to start somewhere. Most people believe that they should have the ability to get out there and generate a lot of work immediately. Some people will try for years and you need to do that. You need to keep doing whatever you can and spend years often trying to network, getting shot down, making mistakes. And then you need to pick yourself up again and again and keep doing it. People will often make, one of my mentors said that there was one person he wanted to work with and he co-called him every week for 20 years before the guy finally took his call which I thought was very funny. So if you really want something, you'll you'll do whatever you can to go after it. And that would be my biggest piece of advice. With that, I think I'm going to end this a little early today. I do have a lot of extra questions here, it looks like, but I will try to answer some of these and do a separate video for them. I do have to get going a little early today, but I certainly appreciate everyone being here. And I'm glad we finally finished this webinar. As I told you, it was very funny. The first time I did this, I didn't think people would want to hear about economics. So I was like, oh, this sounds like a really dry topic. And then everyone was mad. And then the next time I did it, which was last week, it was a power failure. I'm glad we finally got this done today. And it makes me happy. Thank you, everyone. And I will talk to you, talk to everyone next week. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.